This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! We play in the dark, we play in the dark, we're Leicester City, we play in the dark. Good evening, how the devil are you? Wow, the future's bright, the future's blue, isn't it? And there we were worried when we had that team proud at the start. I mean, we needn't have worried. It was all in control. Leicester City 4, Watford 1. And it's still Arsenal, the last team as holders, to go out in the third round. 
or for Arsenal. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. This is where you can find us on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV, and your favourite Spotify platform. <laughs> on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. I'll tell you what, there's so many players that I could name that well, they, they, it was like, I say, like Rorks Drift, wasn't it? We, we'd, we'd got nobody. We'd got nobody. And any fit first teamer was available. Benkovic on the bitch. Hmm. That makes you think, doesn't it? It's the post-match show. And it's going to be Chris and Brad. It's the Premier League post-match show with Chris with and Chris Brad on Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Good evening, Brad. How are you? You've got to be happy. Yeah, I am, mate. I think, um, I think I've, we've figured out Leicester's defensive problems and how to solve them. Don't play a back four. <laughs> well, or just play, the, just play the youngsters. I mean... Yeah. Or just play I, your central defensive midfielder at centre-back. It seems to work. I mean... I, there's no... I mean, had we lost that game, I'd, I'd made my mind when I looked at that starting lineup and I thought I can't if we lose I'm not going to blame Rogers because he's done what he can do there was no you know <laughs> anybody that was fit was on that apart from Schmeichel who was being given the rest anybody else that was the first team that was fit was on the pitch yeah yeah it was there's no way no matter the result um you was going to blame Rogers if it was a bad one or a, or a long drawn out one should we say uh, and another good thing, I mean, the even more impressive thing now when you really think about it is you kind of look at who's coming up over the next few days and you think, well, hold on a minute. OK, we, we, we were a little bit worried. Let's, let's, not, let's not kid ourselves, no matter how we're feeling. We were a little bit worried, thinking, well, this would be typical that Ranieri gets his revenge, knocks us out the cups. We're down to about two players and eight children, eight under-23s on the pitch. This could go a bit sour, but watching the performance, well, I didn't watch it. You know my technical issues I had today. We've had a few points in July. We're actually early than it says because we put the start time back because Brad and myself, not as many as Brad, but we had a few gremlins in the, in, in, in the system. Um, but I think we're working touchwood now. Yeah, and just what, well, like I said, I'll try that sentence again, Brad. Listening to that performance <laughs> and hearing it and, and, and obviously not just the four goals, but the way the whole entirety of that match went, apart from probably, well, I don't know, 10 minutes in total of Watford giving us a bit of a scare, that's convincing. Going up against Everton and, you know, on Tuesday night and, you know, and, and the likes of Burnley and, and, and Tottenham coming up over the next week or so, knowing that we're still going to have these issues... I mean, I don't know what these big clubs are moaning about. We've just proved you can do it no matter what the numbers are. You can beat a Liverpool and then you can beat a Watford in the Cup. 
stop moaning. But my point stands. A convincing we never one. Team out for either of those games, did we? No, we didn't. I mean, it just proved that it's you know a team spirit and the fact that this kind of shows things that I kind of put upon at certain points uh, during well doing these shows with Chris that. Brendan Rodgers is clearly trying to do a plan B and maybe his plan B changed at some point and I don't know where it changed but he obviously said right whilst we can't really do this this system that we've probably seen him try and not do very well over the course of like four or five months he's gone right I now want you as individuals to be more versatile because I need you guys to be able to sit in a position that you're not quite comfortable at and, and it's clearly working on the training ground because you wouldn't have known Chowdhury wasn't a defender today. You wouldn't have known them lads had never played in the first team today. Um, I mean, what, did we have four or five youngsters that either made a debut or made only their second or third appearance for us? And, it, and they, they didn't look out of place today, Chris. That was, that was the biggest thing. They did not look out of place stepping out onto that pitch. I mean, in fairness, it was Watford. And they were awful, but you can only play yeah. who was against you, you know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> say that's Newcastle and Burnley at the moment. But and hi to say so say hi to Doug. No jokes today, Doug. <laughs> Your jokes are bad enough last night. Neil, how the devil are you, sir? Get over to be on the 90 LFC. Give them a follow as well. A good, a good uh, Leicester channel. Um Britt Rogers has asked for the Everton game to be postponed as we have eight players instead of the 13 required. FA do not care about player welfare. It appears not. But then again, did we miss them today? We didn't even have a full bench, did we? No, we didn't. But I do see the point. I totally think we were we're well within our rights. If you're going to do it on, you know, pushing your chest out and saying, well, we've never complained, so we're allowed to do it at least once. Or if you just go on the basic human acts of the fact that every other club has allowed it, I understand that the FA's rulings was... We need this tournament played. Deal with it. This is why you've been doing it. You know, kind of like the FA went, well, you've been playing your kids in the round, third round for years. So why why does it matter if you've only got eight first-team players or four first-team players? Fair point, you know. You know, whereas, yeah. the, whereas, you know, the Premier League do have the rule that they that a club can ask for a postponement if they do not have 13 available first-team players. So we might not even be playing Everton on Tuesday. And I think kind of we warranted that. You know, not just the performance today and not just the performance against Liverpool, but I think just the club's natural attitude to go in. You know, if we don't, we'll get on with it. If we're not told otherwise, we'll get on with it. But I, I honestly feel that maybe Leicester deserve a chance to get a few more players fit before they play in Everton uh, and, and play congestions against. Because I don't think, you know, if you're looking at it that perspective, and I know it's not done on that perspective, if you look at the way certain clubs, not just Leicester, by the way, other clubs have gone about, handling and COVID outbreak, injuries outbreaks. We're one of the yeah. teams that shouldn't get punished by playing three games in a week. No. no, no. With, with a strip side, I, I think Leicester should be allowed to postpone that fixture until after February, personally. Well, definitely. I mean, it, you know, it was rearranged. I can understand them sticking it back in, in January, but, uh, you know, I, I think, I, if I ask how you're feeling, I think I know how you're feeling because... I think you're going to be feeling... Yes! 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 Oh! 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 Oh, God! Oh! I'll have what she's having. 
mean, the, well, let's have a look at. I mean, let's have a look at that lineup. Um, I'm not going to read them all out because there's some strange names in there. But it was nice to see Ward getting a run out. Um, or Brighton, I think he deserved him, you know, as captain. Even Vestergaard, you know, hey, he earned the penalty. You know, decent game. Uh, we'll jump over somebody there. Tillemans. I mean, Chowdhury to me was absolutely. I mean, Madison was good, but Chowdhury was outstanding. Barnes, another. Um, sorry, Luckman, another good game. Barnes, I thought was a little bit quiet, but then he popped up with the goal. Yeah, I mean, Barnes. That's kind of cost for me. We kind of got a bit used to Barnes maybe getting figured out or zoning out the game. But that's more because Leicester, Leicester do alternate between attacking on the left and the right. And they do it in blocks of periods. They're not constantly switching the flanks like some teams do. What, what Leicester tend to do, which can be the corporate in a sense when, when sides figure it out, is they, they, they kind of figure a side out in the first five or six minutes, which one they're going to go down. Then they predominantly go down that and then they switch it to kind of drag the opposition across depending on which mm. side they're going to. But I'm just going to say this right now. You know I'm a big fan of him. And I know you've kind of, with things that happen with Wonder, you maybe kind of bit your tongue and gone, well, I'm going to see how he goes. Two assists, could have got a goal, maybe a cheeky assist because they keep parried it out to Albrighton. I don't know, maybe I'm asking too much. I'll do a rear Fernand. Get the checkbook out. Send them an email with a picture of a loopman and say, how much? Let's get this price agreed now because this kid is quality for us. He's passing to Harvey Barnes. He played that pass like there you go, mate. I know where you're running from. He, he played that like we took we we foam at the mouth about the Vardy Madison Yuri connection where they can make blind passes because they know where it's going. Well, he did that today. He did that twice. He made some passes where he just knew his job was right. Put it in the middle. Someone's going to be there. This kid yeah. is the lone sign that we've been waiting for to solve that problem on the line. Get him in. Let's get in touch with Leipzig or wherever it is he's at, and let's say right. Summer, what we're talking, because if we can send him back now and make it permanent, let's do it. But if not, let's get a price agreed between us and he doesn't have to come back. He can do his medical here. We'll send over the paperwork because I'm sorry, he was, for me, and I understand Chowdhury was out of position and very much deserves my name, actually. I, I totally understand that. But I think for a player that, that, that we it plays in a position that we've expected so much from since Mares has left, to finally have one is so satisfying, and he gave an absolute phenomenal opinion performance. In my opinion, can't get me words out today. I'm suffering. No, no, that's, that's easy for you to say, isn't it? But no, right, <laughs> right. That one had a few. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to, I mean, I we're going to come on to obviously man of the match. Um, Alan's Alan sent it through. Uh, I sat at the end of that, and I was able to watch the uh, the whole game. I'm going to be honest with you, uh, apart from couple of minutes when it when it froze but I, I i feared the worst i've got to be honest with you i looked at that I said at the start i looked at that team and thought yeah well all we can do let's just hope that you know we go down fighting and we, we did we did better than that i mean there's so many um and let's just let's just bring the um let's just bring it back up again there's so many t you know players that for me they they, they just played so well it was so it Never had difficulty in thinking, who am I going to pick for man of the match? Or Brighton was good, like I say. Even Vestergaard, let's be honest with you, didn't really do much wrong, you know. Um, Tielemans, 
and Madison kind of ran that. But Chowdhury for me, and I agree totally, 100% with everything you've just said about Luckman, he had an amazing game. But for me, and I've been, I've been his one of his critics, and I was quite happy for him to go, you know, this time last year when Newcastle was sniffing round. But my God, get Chowdhury tied down to a longer contract. Yeah, yeah, Leicester are just showing, showing what they're doing is right. And, you know, you're talking about contracts, you know, just Tillman's contract is the obvious one that Leicester fans will yeah. be hoping and praying for in the summer. But we can do that ourselves. I think we can do that as a club and 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 get behind the lads as, as, as fans because I think Tillman's deciding whether to extend his contract or move on in the summer depends purely on how well Leicester do this year. And, and you know, Tillman's is, 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 is one of them. I, I, I'm pretty certain the rest of the squad look good, won't be wanting to go anywhere regardless of where Leicester finish because, you know... I, I feel that Leicester have finally clicked into gear, and I know people might say, "Oh, yeah, you're saying that after, after, yeah. after a couple of get a couple of wins." But we put Newcastle to the sword. I mean, I right, even Cambridge could do that, but still, we we beat Liverpool with a tattered squad. We've just beat, you know, Watford with a completely forced eleven. Let's be honest; it was a completely forced eleven. There was no Castagne, no Ricardo, no Vardy, no Daki. The list is endless. I think there was. Over, I think there was. Let's be honest with you, we couldn't even fill the, the subs bench, could we? No, we couldn't. Have. I mean, you look. I mean, just, just, just do me a favour, Chris. I know he came. I know I said to you that Bonte Campbell, um, Daily Campbell, came off. What was the mm. name of the substitute that came on for him? Can you can you pronounce his name for him, mate? I have difficulties with with that name. To be honest with you, I can't remember who it was. I think I. It was, the... it was the really dodgy pronouncing one because I did the transfer show with you. If you've not checked that out, go and check our first uh, transfer roundup. But Chris tried to make me without having the name in front of me pronounce a really awkward last name, and uh, I'm to get back for that one. You, I wasn't going to let you do it to me, and I think it was. Maddie Vader, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll take your word for it, mate, because I, I, honestly, I actually genuinely forgot which one I mean, it was. Any, any, of, any of those that was on the subs bench there, Stolichik, uh, McAteer, I was all right with, uh, and, and I think, but I mean, the, the, when they came out, it's, it's, it's not a full bench there by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and, no. and yet, Rogers was able to bring these kids on towards the end just to make yep. you know, just to give them a run out. And I think the fact that we made um Ranieri have to you know, forced him into making three subs in one go shows how dominant we were. When they scored, it was completely against the run of play. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was. And to be to be fair, that their chance they had when it was 3-1 was completely against the run of play. I mean, the, the, the bar's done its job for us over the last two home games in, yeah. in, in all competitions. But, you know, you look at it as well. And, and, and the one thing we have noticed, and, and this has been the real changing point, probably since that Champions League um, season that Leicester had. Do you remember we had a... And I know, I know we got absolutely battered 5-0 by Porter in that game but that was the first time we saw glimpses of the likes of Harvey Barnes etc and Chowdhury's and, and I think Ben Hamer played which is probably why we lost 5-0 but <laughs> we started that process then and it's ever more continued I mean we we have not just seen the likes of Nelson uh, or Nielsen sorry or Nelson whichever one it is I didn't see 
how it's spelled to pronounce it, and, and Makatea. We've not just seen them on the bench, but we've seen them get minutes, haven't we, as well, Chris? And you, you could see by the performance today, I mean, I don't want to bring up dark times, but that certain performance that's against... Yeah, that certain defeat against a, a Stuport Stouty, to not say their full title, under mm-hmm. Claude Powell, when we had players out of the cold, like a certain Chowdhury has been for the last couple of seasons for us, like we played a team with youth, players that hadn't played a lot of games for us. Mark Albrighton, notably, was one of them on, on, on the day as well. Uh, and you look at the comparisons to when we've done this before uh, and to now, like we've said, Chris, them players, whether they started or came on as substitutes, did not look out of place with the understanding of what to do for the first team. And that, and that just impresses me more that the Leicester way, because I, I, I mean, when we did the transfer show, I said certain moves seemed almost anti-Leicester, didn't they? Because they were going to knock a, they were going to, if they were bringing in, if they were to bring that player, it would knock a youth product down yeah. the pecking order. And yeah. that's anti-Leicester of today. And it's just great to see, mate. It was great win. It was great performances. Just give us a cup now. We'll keep it. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> Exactly. I, I, I mean, uh, Neil, you, you miss me singing with Play in the Dark at the start, so I agree that even the, even the lights going out couldn't uh, couldn't dim our performance. <laughs> um, hey. Apparently, so Andrew is looking to leave, says Neil. I hadn't heard that, to be honest with you, but maybe if he right. does, it will give us some money to go out and buy Tarkovsky. I don't know. But well, where, where's he leading to? The shops? Nipping out? <laughs> Never heard um, that one. Oh, you have to show us the source, mate. I'm genuinely interested. Yeah. I'm not an absolute sniff of anyone of that caliber no. saying they want out. No, no, not at all, nor me. But, uh, but I mean, to me, out of the youngsters, I mean, Brunt had a great game. McAteer, my, he was twisting and turning towards the end. And whatever we say about Watford, yet we know, you know, that they're towards the bottom. But at the end of the day, they are a Premier League team, and this was most of our under-23s uh, that were out there, they did not disappoint. They 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 went out, I'll tell you what, they went out and said, right, this is my chance. Yeah, they did really good. D- Daley Campbell, I think, well, he was a bit silly, wasn't he, really? Yeah, yeah, he was, but, you know, you can forgive him because we've seen it before with youth players. They try and impress, and sometimes you're going to try try too hard, as they're saying this, yeah. don't you? He, it's not like he did too much wrong. Yes, it was a yellow card, and then he nearly got himself sent off. But, Brendan, I, I guarantee you, Brendan went, Don, uh, you know, Campbell, good game, steady. I'm just taking you out of the action. I'm going to give someone else a go. Um, hold him off the second half because I don't want you getting sent off. I don't think he's kind of gone in there and gone, well done, lads, but Campbell, you're this, you're that, get off my pitch. He's obviously gone in there and gone, you've done well, shepherd it out, I'm impressed. I don't want you being suspended and missing a game and potentially picking up a, a soft yellow card, so I'm just going to take you off. It's nothing against your performance. I, I'm just going to make sure that you're available if, if needed for Tuesday, yeah. sort of thing. You know what I mean? And that's what I also yeah. like about Brendan. And can I just ask, was it Brunt? Or was it McAteer that went from the midfield to the left back position? Because that that just shows again the adversity. Craig's going to join us, but Scott uh, says he wouldn't take Tarakovsky. He's oh, playing no, for. Oh, I see. I would. I mean, you know, at this time, if we looked at um, Maguire, 
would say, well, I'm not taking him, he's playing for Hull. Then they got relegated. You could say the same about Johnny Evans. The problem is, yes, these youngsters are good coming through, but you need experience. We haven't got the experience there because Evans is not going to be there that long. For Farmer, he's still a youngster, as is Justin. So we do need, oh, you know, we've got Vestergaard, but, you know, one good game doesn't make us a, a swallow. Um, uh, so the Beyond the 90s said that rumours from Jake Watson of Talk Sport. Mm. Oh, wow. Talk oh, shy. Yeah. I mean, talk spurs. I mean, talk shy. That's as old on it. You said talk shite just as I brought in Craig. Oh, that was just... <laughs> he set you up. For, set me up for it, Craig. I didn't he, say he nothing. He did. He did. How you doing, gents? I'm doing well, mate. You've got to be happy. I mean, I mean, I, oh, Brad unfortunately didn't really get a chance to see it. His, his uh, streams were were 100. Mine was all right. Yeah. Um, it, it was a great performance, wasn't it? It was. Um, I'm going to say I would say workmanlike rather than uh, spectacular. I mean, you can only beat what's in front of you. Uh, but I thought we did a, a thoroughly professional job. Yeah. I mean, when we like I said, we couldn't even fill the bench. Um, no. Any available first teamer had his boots on. Mm. Um, Schmeichel was being given the rest, and I think yeah, I think you've got to give Danny Ward some games, otherwise you know it's getting yeah. silly. What's the point of having him? Um, Nobody, I can't possibly Perez. Um, sorry, <laughs> uh, 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 Brad, but he, I mean, you made the point, Brad, you'd, you'd forgotten he was on the pitch. Yeah, I generally did. I was really disappointed. I know I get a bit overexcited and dramatic when Perez is brought up, but I've always been fair when it comes to criticism. And unfortunately, I did generally message you because I had it on. Craig, I had to listen to it through the radio and at some yeah. point it's not bad here. I mean, Leicester are having floodlights issues. Well, I, I might have been causing them with my phone. <laughs> but I, I generally listen to them and obviously they're very vocal on who's got the ball and they, they're home or away. It doesn't matter. They tell you who's yeah. on the ball. And I messaged Chris going, I didn't know Perez was on. In that second half, and this was one of the games where I wanted to sit here with a smile on my face going, I'm just cooking the humble pie because he's had a blinder and he's finally got a performance under his belt. What, what, what was it like seeing him on there? I, I know I always put him under the microscope, but this yeah. is why, you know, performances uh, well, I mean, a couple of things. It was, uh, I, I just caught you just before I came on. It was Brunt who moved from midfield to left back and looked, you know, more comfortable at left back, to be honest. But um, the piece that I did after the match, uh, I've, I've uploaded it to the site, Chris. Maybe you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll get you. to have a look yeah. later. Um I started off with the, the 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 couple of points that I thought were were the negatives, and there was two performances for me that didn't really cut the mustard. One was Vestergaard. I thought, although he had a bit of presence in the box, he won a few headers and obviously got the penalty. He was a bit too slow and ponderous and got caught on the ball too many times for me. And the other was Perez, uh, and I did prefix that by saying that I'm usually a supporter of him. Um, in terms of his work rate and the fact that he's a clever player and takes up good positions. But for me today, um, just really poor. It, was, it, it wasn't it was so much what he was doing with the ball when he was on it, because he wasn't on it a lot, but it was when it was off the ball. You've got Luckman playing as a, as a lone striker who absolutely ran himself into the ground, had a great performance. And Perez just couldn't, couldn't be asked. didn't look like he was bothered. At one point, there was a bad pass that went astray. 
he just stood there throwing his arms up at whoever it was. I can't remember, but really, really disappointed in him today. And, you know, looking at some of those youngsters who, who grabbed their chance, all he's doing is, 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 is going further down the pecking order and he's going to end up being one of those expensive people who sits on the bench for the rest of his Leicester City career unless he has a rocket well, up that, his that was, what, that was what I tweeted, uh, tweeted um, um, message to, to, to Brad when he said about he didn't know he was still on the pitch. When uh, Perez being taken off for a youngster. I know mean, that is almost the, with that threadbare, you've got to be taken off. And I think was it two one or three one? It wasn't, you know, mm. game wasn't over by any stretch. Then I'm thinking that's got to kind of be embarrassing. Um, yeah. It was his chance, and the youngsters were coming on, and the youngsters were taking their chance, and that was great to see. Mm. Absolutely great to see. And I say you've got Perez, which reminds me a bit of you know, was it DJ Campbell who um, didn't like <laughs> running about on the pitch? Um, yeah. Yeah, well, he liked. Sorry, he liked running offside. That that he did that very, very well. Who was the one that didn't run back in in a game? Uh, I think we've had a few of them. Another shouting at him. Um, I I thought it. I thought it was him. Hmm. I just say a big hello to Anthony Herbert, a big Arsenal fan. Uh, Good evening, Anthony. Thanks for joining us. Had to bring you up because, of course, had we lost today we would have been the first holders to have gone out in round three since ooh, <laughs> Arsenal. Uh, so, and just, just, just I, really, I did say that earlier, just thought I'd mention it again. But you're most welcome here, as always. <laughs> was, that, was that also their third round defeat against another Midlands side? Wasn't that when they lost to Forest in round three? Or am I just yes, thinking it of them? No, it was Forest. Was it? it was, yeah. I thought it might have been that Wrexham one when they got beat by uh, lowly, lowly Wrexham. You know, just while we're 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 picking on Arsenal defeats. Yeah, well, there's so many, isn't there? That <laughs> <laughs> it's not that we don't have. You know, we haven't got a choice to go to. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, you know, it was it was a definite. I mean, penalty, and I'm surprised. I didn't think Vestergaard was that bad today. I mean, you were there, Craig. You probably saw. More than me, he earned the penalty. He just, I, I think, he did. Most of it was okay, but you know, against a better team, we would have been in trouble a couple of times when he, he just doesn't seem to react quickly enough. Mm. Sometimes he thinks he's got more time than he has, and if you've got fast strikers who are just nibbling around your feet all the time, then you're going to get caught out. And he got caught out at least twice um, that I noticed. Um, there was probably more than that, but there was a couple of glaring ones where he was almost last man. Luckily, he was out wide when he got it. He brought it down, but then for some reason just didn't use his body enough. And I've talked about this before, that he hasn't got the physicality needed to shield the ball and use his height and his strength. So he had it nicked off him a couple of times. Do you think we've said this about Soyuncu? He plays Mm. better when he's got an an Evans, you know, that experience next to him. Is that do you think the fact with Vestergaard that you know if he's got somebody like Evans or whatever you're shouting at him, telling him he, he would you know he, he would play better? I think he's definitely better in a three, mm. you know, when he when he's just a, a focal point, you know, because he can play the ball out well, you know, he's good on the ball, yeah. Um, but he needs a covering player, and, and in a two, you're not always going to have a covering, covering player around you. No. It'd be interesting to uh, see who you guys 
um, called out as a man of the match. Yeah, we've touched on it, but obviously we'll we'll come on to that uh, a a bit later. But Brad, you were still watching when we got the penalty. You hadn't lost the screen then, so I'll involve you while you're still spending time watching it. Um, Definite penalty, wasn't it? I mean, you know, he was just barged over. And Tillemans, it was a bit close. The goalkeeper went the right way, but, you know, nobody, I think it had to be Tillemans take the penalty. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. If that board is not on there, I mean, I'm always an advocate for a striker to take it, but we haven't got one. So, you know, Tillemans has shown us many a times he's very good at penalties because, yes, the keeper, you could say, got very close to it. But in a sense, he also got nowhere near it because every time Tillemans seems to take a penalty, whether it's top or bottom corner, it's inch, it's almost inch perfect, isn't it? I mean, Craig, I don't know what it looked like from the ground, but I managed to before we came on, see the highlights and it looked like it just, you know, that keeper could have dived a hundred times the same way and still wouldn't have saved it. It just looked a perfect penalty. Yeah, it looked looked like one of those perfect um, side netting just inside the post jobs, as you say. You know, you've you've got to move before the ball's kicked if you're going to get anywhere near those and and gamble. It it just looked... Because usually he puts them high in the corners, which is what I was expecting. Um, but no, he looked perfectly uh, side netting, and you, you, you've got very little chance of saving those. And I think if he'd got his hand to it, it was hit with quite a bit of force, wasn't it? Yeah, you know. And then, people daft little dinks and side footers, doesn't it? I have six seen them. I don't like. I them hate it. Yeah, you know what these goalkeepers are like, uh, don't we, uh, Greg? You know these goalkeepers, they uh, they pretend that they, they can save it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd have saved it. <laughs> Did you know, by the way, just to sidetrack very briefly, Brad, that, that that Doug was a goalkeeper as well. Doug? Doug, yes. Doug oh, Doug. Oh, I was like, hey, it's Doug. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, can, I can imagine it. So, although I can imagine him being a broadcaster with his voice, the way he speaks <laughs> things, I think he's better than that than a goalkeeper. Very interesting to have a chat with him about goalkeeping stuff. I don't know if he's still watching, Doug, but if you are and you're about to go live, remember, put your washing away from behind you. You don't <laughs> need that on screen. Um, James Madison just gets better and better and better, doesn't he, uh, Craig? He's, he's going to be linked away again. Yeah, he's... Um, I, I, mean, I, th- I thought uh, a couple of the senior players, when you've got uh, some youngsters around you, you need your senior players to take on that role. And I thought both Tielemans and Madison were very good today. Um, Madison's uh, just seems to have got this belief back from somewhere. He's got his um, swagger back, definitely. Hasn't yeah, it? just definitely his swagger back. You know, it was a great finish, as was their goal, to be fair. Both good finishes. Um, but Tielemans, for me, his work rate was phenomenal today. That he was chasing back. It really means something uh, to him. And, and as long as he's here... He's not definitely not one of those players who's going to down tools and, and look for a move. He, he puts it all in. And him and, and Madison were both very good today. But but it's great to see Madison back near his best. And then Watford uh, Leicester, Craig. We'd hardly stopped celebrating and mm. they popped up and got one back. Yeah, I would say it was a very good goal, to be fair. He took it very well, sort of mm. allowed... what I'm, I'm, would have been interesting because it was one of those things where you wonder how it, that would have been with Schmeichel because I think Schmeichel would have held his ground whereas I thought Ward went down a little bit early to be fair and made his mind up for it was it but it was a decent finish um, but I don't think he, he had a lot else to do to be fair. No, were you impressed with Ward today, Brad? 
Yeah, he's he's a very steady number two. I think we knew that one. We, you know, the price we paid for him is the least you expect for goalkeepers. That, that's a that's a good price we're paying for your number two. And um, yeah, I mean, strangely enough, you know, last year he played in the third and fourth round for us, and every maybe one or two goals you've looked at with a bit of question, but I very rarely struggle to find anything to really pick up Danny Ward when he's stepped in the goals. It's nice to have a goalkeeper who can do that because, you you, you know, you say about the youngsters taking the opportunity, but when you get the players like a Danny Ward or a Hamza Chowdhury for two big instances that haven't played a, a lot of football, probably barely made double figures between them over the past season and, and, and a bit that we're into now. So to see them put in the shift that they have, show the fitness, show the awareness, show the understanding and and and, and play like that, you, you really can't argue with it. Granted, like Craig said, Danny Ward didn't have too much to do, but what he did, you know, he, he, he did right. I mean, at the end of the day, he goes down and that, and that Watford bloke hits it low, he saves it. So it's just one of them. He was a bit preemptive, but he looks a genius if he saved it, doesn't he? So yeah. I'm happy with Danny Ward's performance. Yeah. I must admit, and I know you're a big, big fan of American football, Craig. I have <laughs> to admit, I've, I've, I've worked out what we need to do because you know, like in, in American football, they bring certain players on for set pieces, don't yeah, they? Yeah, specialists. Well, yeah. I've got the perfect role for Perez is that when the opposition's got a free kick, you need that sleeper behind right, yeah. the ball. <laughs> just bring him on. Yeah, just bring him on to lay down. Yeah, and when it's finished, get more get him on the <laughs> Yeah. Get him on a pulley string, so wherever the free kick is, we can just shuffle him across or pull him across to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, uh, Perez, but um, you, you were, he was too quiet today, definitely. But let's just have a reminder of this. I've got to. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63, or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last. Leicester Till I Die TV, home of the FA Cup winners. Never accuse me of milking anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, two one at half time. And I've got to be honest with you, Brad. What you said about Perez, I actually said thought about Barnes. I'd hardly heard him mentioned, but again, you know, when he had his chance, he took it. Yeah, he does, and that's something we've come a bit accustomed to with Barnes like I said earlier in the show about, you know, because Leicester kind of go in blotted periods, depending on which side they want to go down and try and break an opposition down. Uh, he, he's, he's, it's kind of natural that he goes quiet at points. I mean, even the guy who I've been waxing lyrical about, Lutman, at points was a bit quiet and unheard of in the game. And that, that just t tells exactly how Leicester go about the business. But something that we're seeing from Barnes that we didn't see in his early career I mean, in his early days, you found that Barnes was probably given a lot of balls through to him to get a lot of chances to try and get his confidence up, to get him confident about shooting, passing, etc., etc. And you've seen his development now. I mean, he's having maybe one or two clear chances and he's putting putting them in the back of the net. And he's just showing what all the Leicester fans were raving about when we called him back off loan against West Brom, you know. We were all sat here going, we have a right talent on our hands. And if he keeps developing the way he has been, we're going to have our version of Eden Hazard, if you want to compare him on the left to a, a player. I'm not, 
throwing him in the same caliber now, but I'm saying in terms of what he did and what he became as a left winger for Chelsea, I'm fairly certain we could have that in Harvey Barnes if this continues because everything he's touch, touching at the moment when he's in a Leicester shirt is turning to gold when it's in front of gold. I mean, Craig, Brad was saying earlier, I mean, you know, get Luckman signed up, mm-hmm. <laughs> end his loan spell and, and get the income the, on the contract. Um, from a point of view of being at the match, he looked good on the TV. What was he like in the match? Like- no, I was really impressed with him. His work, work ethic is fantastic. You know, he was isolated quite a lot, um, but he wasn't giving the, the defenders the back four you know, any free time on the ball. When he did get it, he looks to get turned as quickly as he as he can. And what I like about him is he runs with purpose. You know, there are there are players who run and there are those that run with a purpose, like he did for the goal against uh, Liverpool. You know, he out-sprinted Trent, you know, ridiculously. He looked like Trent was in running through sand. So I've been impressed with him the last few games, to be honest, Lookman. I, whether it's... You know, whether questions are being asked about whether he's worth a contract and he's he's stepping his game up, whether he feels, you know, more confident that he's getting more pitch time, I don't know. But I don't think you can fault his attitude at all. And for someone who gives you that flexibility of being able to play on any of those three forward line positions, I think he's, uh, he's a very worthwhile addition to the squad if, it, if the price is right. And I think that's what it will come yeah. down to. I mean, Fulham absolutely raved about him until he got injured, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a bit, you know, it is a bit worrying because it doesn't look like we're going to have a January window where we actually go out and buy anybody. It's all mm-hmm. sort of being talked about. Yes, we need a centre-back, but it'll be a loan, which I get because once everybody's back and fit, I think, I think they said on the TV today, Vestergaard's probably like sixth choice. So you take somebody else on and you've got virtually got a team full of full of defenders. So... I mean, I'm just hoping that we're going to have the money to actually make the deal permanent. Yeah, I'm going to say I think he'll. Brendan and the and the people behind the scenes will have a value. Now, you know they may be able to push it a little bit, but I think it will come down to a valuation of, of Fulham. Um, I think if it's somewhere around the 15 mil mark, I don't think there'll be a question. I think if they want more than that, you know, I. Th- it could go either way, to be honest. Yes, yeah. I mean, Brad, and I'll take you've got to go in a second, but I mean, Tillemans, to me, how can I how can I sum Tillemans up? I suppose if you think about American football, he's like your quarterback on the on the pitch, isn't he? But was, um, is he all right there, Craig? Yeah, I'm um, fine. I'm fine, mate. <laughs> surprised he wasn't captain, but Mark O'Brien, he deserved it, and and he played well. Yeah, he did. You know, reliable fox, isn't he? Sorry, sorry, Craig. Was that for you? No, no, no. That's fine. You, you go, go ahead. No, it was for you, but I was just having a, yeah. a, a little, a, a little dig at Craig. No, <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, if you want to get your revenge before you go, just tell me to shut up, and I'll let you. <laughs> start back in for it. No, Mark's or Mark or Kevin, as as we know him by. You know, always, always reliable. Um, still can't figure out why Aston Villa let, let, let him go, but. I'm happy that he's came here and been here ever present. Um, but yeah, Tillman's is just like the master puppeteer that silently does his work, but he's secretly pulling the strings. And you know what? I'm I've, I've always said for, for a number of months now that Tillman's is a player that Leicester fans need to cherish every single moment he does for us because he's not going to be someone who's here when he's 32, 33, whatever. It's just not. It's just, there's no way he's 
in a nice respect to our our football team, he is bound to play at the highest of highest calibre of football. Um, and that might be abroad at a Real Madrid or someone like that, but he, he's never going to end his career here. He might come back, hopefully. We could always hope that he comes back and ends his career here, but he's not going to stay the longevity of it. Mm. But like Craig said, the fact that he's there, I mean, I, I said to you, didn't I, Chris, mm. we won that throw-in against Liverpool and he's there like, yeah. Mm. And today you could see him fist pumping and cheering and rowing the crowd up and clapping his hands and getting everybody on it. Don't look like a player who's thinking, where is he going to go in the summer? Does he? And even if he does, you could not wish. He's the perfect example of the commit committed player you want in your team. If even if he's got 15, 16 months on his current contracts or whatever state it's in, you can see that commitment, and that's the joy you get with Tillemans that I don't think you get with a lot of other players in that situation. No, quite, quite. I mean, you know. He doesn't look unhappy, does he, uh, Craig? You know, and he's he's not you know he's not doing a Mares. He's not going off and uh, and having Mardi bum time um, because you know he, he he wants out. He's giving it his all, true professional, in fact, and all credit to him. And if he goes, he goes. We're going to make a profit on him. But um, he, yeah, he's everything. You know, you want to try and hold on to him, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you can't fault his attitude. He is, as you said there, Brad. He's just a uh consummate professional you know um he goes about his business and he'll put everything in um and you know if if there was a transfer already on the table and he was going to go i would expect him to be putting it in right to the very end of the last game last minute of the last game anyway uh i'd be surprised if he's here next season so you're right brad that we we need to cherish him while we can but his attitude and what's great to see is that the, those young players who are sharing the pitch with him will see that attitude as well. And he definitely looks like that kind of player who wants to take the younger ones under his wing as well and make them develop. So, you know, we should enjoy him while we've got him playing, but also what he's bringing to those youngsters as well. Yeah. Just one quick, very, very quick. I've, I've always said those goalkeepers are lovely, haven't I? <laughs> Doug, thank you very much, mate. He's just become a member uh, of the channel, which you can do. There's a few extra little bits you get if you do that. And uh, thanks to Doug for, for, for doing that. Really is appreciated. Up the goalkeepers, that's what I say. See, I work the committee, Chris. I told you. <laughs> um, Nippon, good evening, Sal. The devil are you. Uh, Roman, get his checkbook out. How much are you asking for Tillemans? Uh, 400 million for you, mate. Yeah, whatever you're thinking, add 30 million onto it and you'll still owe us. Yeah. <laughs> um, whenever you get to that figure, keep adding thirty million to him because you ain't yeah. having him. He ain't going to Chelsea. No, and you ain't you, you're not giving us drink water back if he's still with you either. Yeah. No, and we don't need two all back either. We've got another left back that can play there in Brunt now as well. So we've got about five left backs that can replace yeah, him. Yeah. And he said that in fairness, Chilwell's doing really well at the moment. Yeah, he is. Talking about Old Brighton, he couldn't ask for any more from him. Caps off a performance with a goal. Brad, welcome to you. Sorry oh, sorry, I thought it was Craig. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, he's just one of them nice blokes, isn't he? You love to see him. Again, he's he's one of them that maybe silently just goes about his business that we don't talk about too often. Kind of reminds me of Steve Guppy, a little bit unsung hero. Could come yeah. in with a few quality goals. Got about his business, didn't let anybody or anything phase him. Just 
did a joy, and it was a joy to watch. And Leicester fans took him with the hearts. And Mark and Steve Guppy, you know, are, are, are probably right up there for two players that I remember um, that have always been like that. Like I said, maybe not so much between the Leicester fans; they're very sung heroes, but they're not like talked about in the same breath as we do week in week out about your Madisons and Barnes and Tillemans. Mm. It's just. You get maybe maybe it's accustomed. Maybe we've got accustomed to them tap caliber of players being around the club that they come in, do a job, no fuss, and we go there going, ah, Albrighton have another cracking game. And then you turn around, your mate turns around and goes, It's Mark Albrighton, mate, that's what we expect. You know, yeah. you just you know what I mean? He's just one of them players. Had had he been maybe not at Leicester, maybe he'd have played more for England, Craig. Um potentially, I think. His lack of pace is always going to go against him, I think, in, in those positions. Um, but he does give you 100% every every time. He had a bit of a dodgy 10 minutes after uh, in the second half where he pinged a couple of balls back to Hamza. I don't, I don't know whether, whether he was trying to, you know, test him out or not. But, uh, mm. but no, it was, a, again, another solid sort of 8 out of 10 performance from Mark. And, uh, and it was nice to see him get the captain's armband for a game yeah. as well. Yeah. This, to me, sums up Leicester today. The fact that we'd got not enough players to fill the bench. We'd got, you know, three or four of it. We started with under-23s on the pitch. You know, a lot of first team were not available. We had 27 tackles in there to Watford's 15. I know they've got a few players out as well, but the, the, the kids weren't scared. And that's the thing. I was athletic and like... They weren't afraid to try a little twist and a little turn there, and it was coming off. Um, and I think Craig, I know it was only Watford, but 27 tackles from, from that squad, I'm really impressed. Yeah, I, I, I say, I think particularly once the third goal was given, um, I think I think it gave them a little bit of a, a, a cushion to actually play with a little bit more confidence, play with a bit more freedom to go forward. I thought early on. A couple of them were were looking to give the ball back where it had come from, but I think that's that, that's natural. You want to get a few touches on the ball, but mm. um, I think McAteer's looking uh, more confident every minute that he has on the pitch. Now he was he was cajoling the others as well and, and pointing uh, where others should be. So he looks like a player who's got a lot of confidence, um, which again is encouraging. But th- they all they all did well. There were, I don't think there were any of those. And as I say, we ended with six academy uh, players on on that pitch who would come through the, that system. I don't think any of them did themselves any harm at all. Sometimes you can get a youngster on and you think he's really, he's just shown that he's not ready yet. He needs to go back mm-hmm. a bit. But any of those, if they were ever called on for 10 minutes towards the end of the game, wouldn't let you down. If that was the same team, Brad, that we put out on Tuesday against, or was it Wednesday against Everton? When do we play them? Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe not at all. <laughs> well, exactly. But I mean, if that team went out against Everton, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be worried now. I'm going to say we win it, but I certainly wouldn't be worried. I'd be optimistic of a win. Everton are absolute dross this season. They're absolutely awful. Um, it's no longer. It's no longer the case of, oh, it's just fans getting used to Rafa being the manager because he did what he did with Liverpool. It's just dross football. It's complete contrast to what you see from Leicester. I mean, OK, 
not an Everton fan by any stretch of imagination. I don't sit there and watch 90 minute, you know, their, their full games back to back. But what I do see of them, you know, we've talked about effort, commitment, not looking scared, seeing leaders on the pitch. You won't find that in Everton, mate. You'd have to put a poster up and find it because you're not going to find it in Everton right now. I mean, I, I think you told me there were one all against Hull. I don't know what the score was. Well, it's only Hull. No one cares. But my point still stands. You know, they look, in the Premier League, you know, they're, they're not a good side. And after seeing the performance I've seen of, of, you know, getting a full 90 minutes, you know, against a Premier League opposition, no matter the calibre, you can only beat what's in front of you. And with other players like McIntyre, yes, OK, only got two or three minutes. Um, but we've seen these players before. I'm, I, I, if you said to me, Brad, I can't believe this. We've got eight-foot players and the, F and the Premier League have turned down our postponement requests. How you feel about it? I'll be like, I feel like we're going to get three points of goodness and part because I don't care if it's Richarlison. I don't care if it's Calvert-Lewin. Uh, that 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 performance tells me that, that them youngsters are more than good enough to go and toe to toe with Everton. Niall's asked there. Um, sorry to cut you off, Brad. Um, I just want to let you have a breath. <laughs> Niall asked there, uh, who would you want uh, taking the next down? And I think uh, I think Neil from Beyond the Ninety asked it as well. I'm just looking through here. Um, Newcastle away. Yeah, Middlesbrough straight through. Now, I, I I don't like doing this because Dan's the mate and they get on really well with him, but Burnley won Huddersfield Town too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. But, I mean, that's... Pack your bags up now and start getting your maps out for... Uh, the likes of um, you know championship games and next season. Um, Palace beat Millwall. Um, I'm just looking for their. I mean, the, the big shock obviously was New. Well, was it a shock? Newcastle losing one 0 to Cambridge United. Craig, maybe it's not as big a shock shock as we think it should have been. No, I'd, I'd quite like Cambridge because it means we'd get to see that uh, highlights of that five 0 win in the uh, playoff semi final again, and yeah, I never get uh, tired of seeing that. Yeah, talking of, talking of five nil, Chelsea also five nil up against Chesterfield. Um, I mean, just just on that, why is that a TV game? I, I, can someone explain that? You know, the European uh, Champions League holders against someone in the conference at home. I, I get the others because there's a chance of an upset, but who's choosing that as a TV game? Absolutely ridiculous. I suppose I, I, I maybe it's more to do with what you've just said because the European champions and all right, obviously we know we know we faced them in the final last year. We know they didn't go weak. But you're just hoping for that one-off moment, aren't you? I think I that's get, literally I, desperately what yeah. was thought. I get that if it's away, if the if they're away. Yeah. But the fact they're at home, yeah, non-league side, it just. I think that I think the we we have to accept that the TV executives look at these games and think Leicester Watford, both Premier League teams, but Chelsea got more fans worldwide. We'll be able to sell the rights. Let's get Chelsea on. You know, I get that, uh, but you know, 
Newcastle would have been a bigger story because the, the, the yeah. you know as it turned out the, the, the there yeah. wasn't upset there was a more chance and there's bigger story around it but anyway that's but, that's an aside as to who we want next um, yeah I'll, I'll take Kidderminster now yeah I was just about to say that I was just about to say tell you what for entertainment purposes you could have put Barnsley Barrow on indeed yeah that was by four going into the last minute of extra time I'm assuming Barnsley held on but I don't know. Yeah. They did. I looked at that yeah, and thought it was going to penalties, to be honest with you, when I saw the score. All I will say is when you're asking for kiddimis, I'll say two words to you both. Wickham Wanderers. Just be careful what you wish for. <laughs> be careful. That's I, I mean, I, 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 it's not much of a cop-out, but I'd always just I'd always say a home tie. And if we get a Premier League side or we get a high-end championship side. As long as they go on to win it, I'm not bothered. I've always said that about any cup competition. If you get knocked mm -hmm. out, please just be the team that goes on to win it so you have that yeah. to say about it. I, I, I said I wanted a home tie and I said I wanted it against the lowest team that was still in the draw, which was Wickham, because they hadn't got a striker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there we go. Terry, thanks for watching. He's got to go and feed his cockatoo. <laughs> You're on a promise with the missus, are you? That's what you call it. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would have said Derby County, but oh, what a shame. They got knocked out as well. By oh, we can't have a can't we? Well, I've come for it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, come on. Yeah, would be a nice I game. Pick a winner. I, had to, I was on Dan's show last night, and I couldn't predict because I didn't know who I wanted. Millwall, I just wanted them to lose because I hate them. <laughs> Coventry Derby, my hate was split. I have to be honest with you. So I don't know. I, I think like you said, Brad, a home tie for me. Um, you just um, feel a bit more comfortable. I mean, you saw our attendance today as well. It's not like the fans were slacking in numbers, so whoever it is, they'd be there to get behind them. Yeah, because I think every Leicester fan right now, every man and his dog who follows Leicester, is is going, Come on, keep the dream alive of back to back, yes. keep the dream alive of back to back. And that's that's ultimately going to help us if we have a home time. I think, I think with the situation we've got with players at the moment and those being away. At the African Cup of Nations, I think if you've got a lesser team, it gives Brendan a little bit more leeway in terms of uh, picking the strength of the team. Yeah, no, they're not Scott. They got knocked out by Coventry. I suppose, yeah, what you said there, then Brad. I suppose a home tie against an easy club to beat. So I'm probably hoping for a home tie against Arsenal or Man United. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Did I say that out loud? Now I'll, I'll go with Coventry at home. I want them at home. Actually, I, I let me ask you both this because I um, I used to work with a Coventry fan when I was actually in Burnley, and we always just have a quid bet as to who was going to win every time we both played each other. I think we we're both in the Championship at the time. I can't remember, but anyway, I always think of Coventry as our main rivals because they're literally are the closest team. I know some people think it's Derby, some people think it's Forest. I, I just, for me, it's always been Coventry. Though we're not playing the phrase. You two guys, who do you count as, as our, our our nearest rival that you would always love to be? I think, I mean, I think historically it's been Forest because Forest were the bigger team mm. in uh, in the Midlands or in, in the East Midlands specifically. So at Coventry were a little bit overlooked even though they were closer because they were classed as a West Midlands. So in terms of East Midlands bragging rights, it was always Forest and, and then Derby. But but I, I'd agree with you in terms of proximity, um, Coventry should be. And 
and there's too many teams around Birmingham for them to really have any rivalry with any of the Birmingham teams as yeah. well. Yeah. What oh. about you, Brad? I mean, for me, my look, my family's always been a case of if you want to follow football, that's your choice. But the first team you're seeing play is your local side. So my family's quite diverse. And my mum's a cop fan. So I always had small bragging rights in the days. Yeah, but she raised me right, Chris, didn't she? Look at the team I was, I was going to say, you, you've, had, you've got a mum who's a Coventry fan, a dad, is he a Wolves fan? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you've grown up as normal as you have, to be honest with you. Well, I haven't grown up normal, but at least I picked the right normal football team to support. But um, yeah. no, for me, it's always it's always been Coventry. But if I think of best Derby memories, there's nothing better than watching back over that 12 and a half minutes against Derby County at Pride Park <laughs> where we scored four yeah. and yeah. fans were leaving. In fact, the camera of the sky, because it was on Sky, I believe, that game, and it panned yeah. to two people walking down and the commentator went, Derby fans have seen enough. And that was after 12 yeah. and a half minutes. So, so best yeah. Derby moment is that game. But me, for me, just because of family and that, I think I always lure to saying Coventry are our biggest rivals. Yeah. But it's hard to call anyone rivals these days, not even in the right division. Yeah. <laughs> this is very true. Conscious of the time, I'm going to end it now, but I'm going to ask you both. Uh, man of the match, now this is what Alan went for. And like you say, you always say he does it straight as he comes out of the uh, uh, ground. He's given the manager nine, the team seven, and James Madison man of the match. It's not often I actually disagree with Alan. Uh, I don't think Brendan particularly did anything wrong, but he didn't have much choice in what he did. It was one of those games that you know, it was pretty much dictated. So whether he deserves a nine or not, I don't know. I thought the team deserved more. Than, I, I'd have said the other way around, seven to the manager and nine to the team. Because I think I say the team died out there for us. Man of the match, for me, I could it could be four or five, to be honest with you. I was just... an I have been his biggest critic. I don't like the guy. I think, you know, I, 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 was, I thought this time last year we should have got rid of him. So I think it's only fair that when he does play well, I've got to give man of the match to Perez. Sorry, I'm joking. I'm joking. Hamzy Chowdhury for me, because, again, he wasn't, again, wasn't playing in his natural position. He seems to have got rid of that red card that seems to be in him all the time. Um, and I think now, like I said at the start before you came on, Craig, give him a pen and, and show him where to sign because yeah. I think we would be silly to let him go now. Yeah, I mean, if you're asking me for my man of the match, for me, yeah. it's it's quite a simple one. There, there were a few very good performances out there. As I said, the ones I've mentioned before, Madison, Tielemans, but for me, it was a clear, clear winner was Hamza. Um, right. I, God, we agree. I know. I, you know what? He's, I think there was every every part of his game today. He, he got mm -hmm. caught a couple of times, but that was usually because, as I said, you know, Albrighton had pinged some ridiculous pass back at him. Yes. But his recovery runs were fantastic. He put the tackle in. He, I, it was very rare that somebody actually got past him today, to be honest. Yeah. It was almost Van Dyke-ish. Uh, but he's all round stuff off the ball as well. His positioning played. There was two or three times where I think balls had, had ended up being overhit and gone through to uh, Ward. But he was the guy who'd made a run in behind the defender uh, in covering as well. So he seemed to have that natural defending intelligence about him. And I, I thought it was an outstanding performance from him today. 
totally, totally agree. On that sort of performance, like I say, mm. I, I would say, like, keep Mendy and, and get rid of Chowdhury, but on that performance, I've got to say, and on his recent performances, when he's mm. come on or been called on, he's done well. Possibly, Brad, future captain? I think, I think that might be a bit of a stretch to say that right now. Um, but there is always potential. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. We we can't say for certain who's going to be here in three, four years' time, especially in that midfield role. But um, definitely, definitely seen improvements in Chowdhury. In, in terms of Alan's rating, I'd probably give them both a nine, the manager and the team, because... You can sit there and go, oh, well, Brendan didn't really have much to choose from. But clearly what they've been working on since their last game and since mm -hmm. then players ultimately went away for the African Cup of Nations, Brendan has clearly had to work these youngsters hard or even harder than he has been on the training ground to get them ready and, and, and filled with confidence and belief to go out and put in the performance. And I... I, I I think if you're giving one and nine, you've got to give the other the same rating because the team went out and matched what the manager asked of them. And for me, it's a nine and each. Mm. I'm in a losing battle here because it's two. We've already got two votes for Hamza Chowdhury. And I know a lot of Leicester fans went with Hamza as their man of the match. I even think Leicester Radio gave him their man of the match. But I am still a very big advocate to go out there and say... I want to give him three assists. I really do, because I know his shot deflected off the palms of the keeper and then Albright and give it. I don't think I'll get that. I don't think it'll go down on the statistics. But for a position that we've been crying out for, like I said earlier on the show to, um, to, to Chris Craig, is we have been screaming out for a right winger. Mm -hmm. And it just seems, like you said, whatever the reason is for it, whether it's just genuine commitment, whether he's... Had to have an arm round him and his confidence boost, and now we're seeing him at his fluid best. Yeah. It just finally feels like, to quote Rio Fernand, get the paper down, write some figures down, tell them what they want, sign it, get it done, because I think we finally have that missing piece to the attacking jigsaw that we've been missing from that side. And for me, I, I'm I'm going to stick with Lukeman. I, I thought he was outstanding, and, and again, not like Chowdhury, not just tonight. But in the last three or four games he's played, he's got goals and assists. That's exactly what you want. When when you've got when you talk about a period of time now where we've not got Vardy, might be his season done, to be fair, if he doesn't recover well enough from his injuries. Eight weeks he's out for. Yeah. We're missing Dakar. We haven't got any Acho. And let's just say we had all of them three, but they were drawing blanks. We've been looking at a Harvey Barnes solely for our goal force. To now see what Lockman's capable of when they've been there and when they're not, I think it's just refreshing to finally have two other options to go alongside the three front men for goal options. And I think that's where Leicester have maybe dipped a little bit over the years. So hopefully that's the start of seeing a glut of goals spread around our, our attacking five, I want to call them. So for me, it's Lockman based on, on that. But I'm, I'm fine with Calgary getting the vote. <laughs> I think, I think you, could, you could go for, like you say, maybe five of six of seven of eight couldn't you really but great we'll just finish on this one then definitely um man city don't need a striker are we, are we, are we taking a leaf out of their book were we are we the man city of the midlands uh i wouldn't really go that far i thought i mean look for me today played 
more centrally, uh, but he can clearly play all, as I said earlier, on all three three positions and mm. put a shift in. Um, I don't know. It, it depends how how long Dak is out for. Obviously, he's not off to the Afcon, so uh, well, if he's here a couple been. of weeks, but but. But we know Vardy's out for a while and Ian Acho's gone. So uh, Lookman does give us that option. What's good to see, though, is the fact that we've got Tielemans, we've got Madison, we've got Barnes, we've got Lookman, we've got Dakar when he's fit as well. Aside from Vardy and Acho, there's goals in this team. There's goals in this team. And that's why, and, and I'll, I'll just take the opportunity to even have a dig at Johnny Evans now, even though he's not played and he's nowhere near the team. When you've got that amount of talent going forward, you get the ball forward quicker. Mm. And we do that. You know, Hamza was doing it today. Vestergaard did it. But Hamza was looking to move the ball quicker. And if you've got the players more advanced up the pitch, you need to take advantage of when the ball turns over, not slow it down and allow the team to uh, to get back into shape. So we've got to play to them. And it's great to see that we've got goals all over the pitch now. The only thing I was saying about Dakar was, I think, because is it Zimbabwe might not be playing in the AFCON and Zambia have offered to take their place if they're dropped. And, of course, if right, Zambia okay. goes, Dakar yeah. may well go. But Let's yeah. just hope that's a, that's a flailing attempt by yeah. Zambia to get into it because they didn't qualify. Uh, I don't think it'd be fair. I think you just kind of maybe have to void their results, but yeah. which is which is unfortunate for them but I, I can't see anything being put together now just completely messing up mm-hmm. um but again and, and at one point just to quickly touch on what craig said there about our attacking impetus when we get pulled forward something that you actually touch on craig that i would say how impressive is lukeman when he gets that ball and he just turns mm-hmm. he doesn't hold the ball up and wait mm-hmm. you know i said it about his assist to barnes that he just knew like a fuchs no yeah. look past he knew to put it in that channel I, I really get that feeling that that's just the positive attitude we need to see that midfield because I saw the goal back in his turn where he just went, I'm off. He, he yeah. didn't even, he, he almost didn't wait for the ball to come to his feet. He was already off. I'm like, right, what's in front of me? And, and, and again, like you said, if we do, if we continue that going forward this season, we're going to see maybe what we all predicted or hoped would happen this season where we had the bad start, got all the crap yeah. out of the way and then had a really fiery, yeah. Well, really- on that, you know, the, even the goal against uh, Liverpool that he scored, oh. if you take that back, he received the ball on the halfway line there and did exactly that of turning very quickly, and just laying went. it off and going for a, a, for the return, you know. And he does. He sort of drops his left shoulder and goes back the other way. Um, but no, that's what you want, isn't it, from an attacking player to just be positive, want to get turned as quickly as possible. No, it's, he's been really encouraging the last few games. If there's any Everton fans watching, bad day for you. Two two now with about seventeen. Yeah, I can't say what a goal apparently is screamer. And Yeovil pulled on back against Bournemouth. Guys, get your hotel booked in Wembley Way. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll go in there. We play in. The, oh, it's upside down. Where's it? Hang on, you've got to do your song. You said you would do your song, Brad, if I sang. And I sang at the start. We play in the dark. Come on, Brad. Can I just just go before you do that? Craig, let's go. go, Save your ears. Save your ears. Because I said, I'm singing. 
Hang on a second. I, I, I will do this. I will, in fairness to him, um, Brad, <laughs> no, 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 done. Oh, so see, I was banned from singing, so don't blame me. Send all your email complaints to uh, less until I die. Just send them straight to Chris, Chris's email address. Um, but uh, you know, what to say sometimes you don't need a defense to play, so you know. We're the Leicester boys, it gives a fuck. We're 4 1 up on the FA Cup. We play our kids, who gives a fuck. We're Leicester boys and we're 4 1 up. There you go, you got it. You happy now? You happy now? You I definitely don't remember there being a swear word, is it, when you were. <laughs> you no, that's the original song. I only incorporated what they normally sing. Has it, has it stopped? Yeah, you're safe, mate. It's you're safe. Yeah, yeah. We're the Leicester boys. <laughs> <laughs> he does this. I told him. He sort of banned. I said banned from singing. He broke his own rules. So just email. Get a load of angry emails into yeah. to, to Chris over here. Just send them into his email address. You know something though. When 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 you're surrounded by sort of twenty plus thousand other people, you 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 sound you you sound like Pavarotti, don't you? <laughs> when you're on your own. I sound like I sound like Prateroffy. Yes. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Hey, like I say, we're on our way again. Uh we, we have successfully defended it past Arsenal's pathetic, pathetic record of going out in the first round having won it. And uh, I will see you tomorrow, um, Craig, um seven o'clock with Elton Wellsby again. Well, I was hoping it was gonna be Monday, but um, you know. What day are we today? Saturday. Then I'll see you Monday. I'll be waiting for Sunday. You know, look, I can just look. I've got it. I've got a diary. Look at that. Look, all filled out there with what we'll do, when, what. I. Yeah. You're lucky if I, I. I just sit here and uh, I get right. prodded. I've got a machine that prods me when it's time to go live. I will yeah. see you at seven o'clock, young man, on on Monday with Elton Wellsby previewing the Everton game. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Thanks for popping on, mate. All You're welcome. Yeah, Cheers. Nice Cheers. 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 Cheers, everyone. Cheers, Bye -bye. guys. Well, thanks a lot to Craig there. Um, yeah, 7 o'clock Monday for the Everton preview. Uh, and we're back on Tuesday night, Craig. No, Brad, even. Oh, God. <laughs> what am I saying? Take two. Cool. This, this this isn't anything alcoholic, I don't think. You know, it's we talk. You you were struggling earlier. It's these teeth. You see, I cleaned them this morning. Can't do a thing with them. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, we will be back here Tuesday, or yeah. maybe we will have to be talking about. Mate, mate. Well, I tell you what, I'll make a deal with you if it's available for you. If you've not got anything planned before it, if the game does get postponed, what we could do is we could maybe put a show on where people, we, we maybe talk about should something happen? Should there be a set rule in place where a, a certain period is is left open for any postponement games for the time being? We could, we could do a show and talk about the crisis that's going on and what we should do about these games. We could always do a show either way, but hopefully we are discussing three points. On Tuesday. Well, if we do that, it'll be earlier. Yeah, I agree. Good idea. And we'll be, we can just talk Leicester for a couple of hours. Yeah, why not? You know. Yeah. And then we're back for the prediction show on Wednesday. Uh, yourself, me, and Steve Linux. Yeah. How was that actually gone, actually? Because we did about 400 predictions. I'll be honest with you, my mind melted. I, could, I don't even know if. I have no idea. But we said we, we said we were actually going to, if a game is postponed, 
We're actually not counting those points at all because yeah. it's going to get so confusing because I might, you know, I might have to go back two months to find out what we said when, you know. Oh. So if, if it's postponed, they just don't get counted yeah. those points. So for those, think, for those of you still watching, that means I'm still top because he's not mentioned it. No, you are still top, but <laughs> I am about, I am about, I've, I've, I've shortened the gap. I think you, you were 10 points. You might be eight or nine now. So I've just sneaked, sneaked under there. Um, that, that, that said, um, we've then also got Dan's show at the weekend, a lot of Burnley talk. And I don't, I don't think he's a happy bunny at the moment. Yeah, but, you might um, have to do some championship revision, mate. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. And, and I haven't done the long ball for I don't know how long, so I'm, I'm dropping down on that. No, that well. That's been the furthest thing from my mind, unfortunately. That's that's the yeah. biggest thing I've always said is my problem. It's the same with fantasy leagues. I do them for about six weeks, seven weeks. I'm right on top of them. The second I start forgetting them, mm. it's because it's not an app, you know what I mean? If it was made yeah. into a full-time app, I'd, I'd be happily doing it because it's there in front of me. But if not, I just forget. Yes, yeah. I will see you. Sometime on Tuesday, then. Sometime on Tuesday, definitely will be, mate. Definitely. Come on, then. Come yeah, on, yeah. Come on coming home just... again. Yeah. Keep, it's keep coming home. It's coming home. It's keep, coming. keep that trophy polish on on red alert because it's about to get used on the FA Cup again. It is. It is, mate. Thanks very much. Have a good weekend. Stay safe, and I'll see you Thank on you. Tuesday. Yeah. Cheers. And well done, everybody. And comments. Cheers, mate. Take care. Stay safe. Thanks to Brad there. <laughs> I hope his food's not burnt. He messaged me. He messaged me about uh, half an hour ago, saying, "I have to go in ten minutes. My food's ready." Uh, and, and I think, yeah. Can you smell anything, uh, Brad? <laughs> it going off. It's going to be a busy week next week. Um, Seven o'clock. We have got. The Everton preview show with Elton Wellsby. You may remember I had a chat with him uh, when the game was originally cancelled. Uh, he's a big Everton fan, Jeff Stelling of his time. Um, he was the he was the face of football on ITV Sport. So it'd be great to have him back on. He's a big Everton fan and might be able to tell us what's going wrong at Everton. Uh, nine o'clock on Monday night. It's the new time. Monday's at nine, unless of course we're playing. When we're going to be doing the football show with Julian Watts, the ex-player. Now, you may remember that we every week we sort of asked him questions about different things that were going on in football. What we're going to do, though, actually, is now is moving forward for the rest of the season is we're going to be um, looking back at the results over the weekend and discussing it at a match of the day without, without the pictures. Uh, that's at 9 o'clock on Monday. Um, 10.45-ish on Tuesday, if it goes ahead. Uh, me and Brad will be talking, uh, hopefully, three points against the aforementioned Everton. Um, on the 12th, you can catch me on the Dugout TV channel uh, with Doug doing his predictions. And at 9 o'clock, our own prediction league, me, Brad, and Steve Linex. And then just me and Dan are getting married. Uh, <laughs> Burnley at the weekend. and I'm on his show. He's on mine. Who knows? You're going to see a lot of me next week. <sighs> I never thought I'd be sat here thinking 4-1 with that team. It was Thanks very much for watching. Thanks for joining in. 
uh, if you're listening to this on Catch Up on uh, podcast, whether that be Spotify, uh, Apple, iTunes, Google, uh, Podcast Addict, your favourite platform, thanks so much for listening in and uh, and supporting us like that. And I will see you a good day after tomorrow. I will see you on Monday. Take care. Stay safe. Come on, you foxes. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.